Hello, happy Friday. Woo! Lighten up this Friday. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Vizzy Minute Rounds. Dr. Missy here. I'm going to fade this out so we can get on with our chat. Woo! I've got so many cool things to talk to you about. If you guys haven't been watching the Summer Glory Conference from John Kilpatrick, you are so missing out you are so missing out and i'm going to advise you to go back and start on wednesday because if you start on wednesday you're going to capture the whole deliverance thing and and the whole church needs deliverance right now that's what the whole thing that's the word that we've been talking about to you about for the last year and i thank god you know god's talking to these pastors and they're listening and um Hold on one second. I'm getting somebody readjusted here real quick before we get on with our conversation. But yeah, pastors are listening and and it's a need right now. It's a need in the body of Christ because God's doing a new thing. He's doing a brand new thing. He's actually taking us back into the ancient of days. And how do you like the sheep behind me? The sheep behind me, I'm in a castle. I'm inviting you into my castle right now. So I hope you guys are having a great Friday. Hope you guys have had a great week. This started Wednesday afternoon. It's going to be happening tonight at 7 o'clock. Go back, go back and uh, check that out on, uh, I think it's Church of His Presence. <clears throat> and uh, tonight, Tudor Bismarck is going to be talking. So go ahead and check that out. But for now, what's God saying to you? And so, um, you know, do you understand, first of all, and I'm going to explain this to you too, because I know a lot of people give me a hard time about my colorful backgrounds and stuff on here. But it has everything to do with what God is doing here. Everything to do with what God is using to, I know the lamb is, I know that's Willie. Did you meet Willie, my lamb? He's my little lamb. I take care of the sheep. I do. And anyway, so, <clears throat> but why God has me put these colorful black backgrounds on here? And, and it's because every single one of you has a child inside. And, and God told me, in order for you to come back to him, we have to come back to him as little children. Just coming back to him like we once knew him. Before everything got so convoluted. And, and God's going to have me explain to you why everything got so convoluted around you. Um, it's not completely your fault. But I am going to say that it is up to you to do something about it if you want to come up and out. And so, but that's the reason why I do these fun backgrounds. Also, because I came out of TV and film and I like designing. I'm a designer at heart. I'm an artistic person. Uh, I come from a very country family, a family that's very laid back and, but a bunch of cowboys and military as well. So I've got a lot of that in my background. So, but if you want to come back to him, if you don't know anything about the Lord, um, he said not, he was not going to withhold his children from him. And so he's using everything he can right now to draw out the child in you back to himself. That's the truest side of yourself, by the way, if you didn't know that. Your childlike self is the most sincere part of you that God wants to utilize in this hour. And that's what he's doing to draw his true believers back to himself. And so I believe, honestly, the reason for that is because God is fed up with um, having religious Pharisees trying to bargain and make bargains with him. And try to tell him how to run his church, <clears throat> trying to convince him that they know better than he, or trying to convince his children that they know that they know how to tell them how to run their lives. And so my dog is just really acting crazy. He's probably about that, guys. Sit over here and behave, please, babe. Sorry about that. 
But yeah, God is God is wanting. He wants us to come back to him with sincerity and with trueness and genuineness, authenticity. And so that's what we knew. We once once knew that about ourselves as children. And a lot of people have lost sight of that. And I don't know what it is about being an adult that makes you lose sight of knowing who you are. And I, but I, I guess I can understand that to some degree because when you get married, you become one with your spouse. And then if you, if you have worked long enough, you worked in your field, you find your identity and what you do, but that's not who you are. That's not who you are. Even if you were married um, or are still married, you should each have separate identities, but one in spirit. And, And I'm not trying to tell you how to be, but that's seems logical to me. I mean, it's just what things should be. That's, I don't know. Anyway, you pray about that, but I do know he's bringing us back to himself. And so God, though, I believe he's fed up with the religious Pharisees right now. That, whew, if you didn't hear last night's sermon, and I'm not going to base this sermon on what they say, but that's what God's been telling me for the last three years. And I've been telling you guys this, and I'm so grateful to hear leaders saying this stuff. It's like music to my ears because it, it's complete. Uh, it's complete truth for what's going on in this hour. And if you've been raised in church, you know, I get it to a point because I wasn't, um, I, I do see how you would get wrapped up in this bubble reality of thinking that's all there is to life, that that's how life should be is the only way you see it. But the problem is, is that's not the way that God sees it. So your perception of how Christ is may not be his reality. What if your perception is skewed and you're in a performance reality? That's Phariseeism. So, you know, God is tired of the Pharisees trying to bargain with his true children, making us uh, try to think that we have to perform for man in order to be loved by a holy God when man is not God. Man is not God. Nor does man have the right to pretend to be something he never was, never will be, because we're made in God's image. But we do have the reality, the ability to become a son and daughter of God, to grow up in him, sons and daughters of a king, if we choose to sing the songs of a king and practice his ways, which bring us back, back to the ancient of days. Hello, that's where he's taking us. So, you know, it was funny because I was hearing this song this morning called, you know, have you ever heard those people that, that are old school, old time religion? And I do appreciate and deeply respect old time religion. And actually, because back then their hearts, their hearts were authentic. So when they sang these songs, these hymns, they were sung, they were sung from a pure heart, from a very pure heart. But now when they sing them, it, it's like, it's a, it's a mockery to God. Because they don't mean it. They're superficial. Like that song, there's room at the cross for you. When in reality, they've got the us for no more mentality. And so I'm like, okay, I don't fit in here either. And and I wasn't born and raised in the church. And so it's a mockery though, because in those hearts, those religious people don't mean it. And so now God is going and he's finding a people group who really do mean it because he's bringing his people back home back to himself and back to love and not your version of it which brings us 
to this point too because you remember a couple years back when the prophets were all saying pharaoh let my people go let my people go and i kept thinking okay it's a demon we got to battle against because i'm a warrior right i'm a scruffy little warrior so i'm just kind of thinking okay we got to battle that thing and i'm thinking okay pharaoh you're gonna let god's people go let them go let them go god let them go let them go and god's like you don't know who i'm talking to dude and i was thinking i'm thinking i'm talking to the devil god he said no he finally told me two years later. He said, you knew who you were talking to? I said, no. No, sir, I don't. He said, I was talking to the religious leaders. Let my people go. Let my people go because they're under my plan and not man's. And it's my plan that's going to stand. And the Lord says, I wasn't talking to the world. I was talking to these religious leaders because I'm tired of everybody holding my people hostage making them think that they have to stand underneath this death structure in order to be loved by God. Why do you think there are so many angry Christians right now? True Christians, they're angry. You want to know why they're angry? Because they're frustrated. They're frustrated with all these fake ideologies that have been put in place over them. And then we have these leaders tell us, well, you just need to be more forgiving. You just need to be more of this. No, you need to get real and get deliverance. You need to get your butt in deliverance because that is not the God I serve. You don't know all aspects. You're not giving God credibility for being an emotional God. He has feelings too. God gets happy. He gets sad. He gets mad. Do you know God gets mad? He grieves. He's an emotional being just like you. So when you try to stifle that in another person because it makes you feel uncomfortable and allows you to live your lie, God's saying, we're not in the old by and by. I'm bringing my people out, Pharaoh. Get out of the way. Or I'll force you out of the way. And that's the place we are today because God's saying, I've got a plan that I'm putting in place. And you're going to hear in a second where that's coming into play. But the Lord says, it's going to stand. My plan will stand regardless of whether you choose to participate in it or not. Which brings me to my vision. Um, it's been an action-packed two weeks for me. Actually going on three weeks, I guess. Maybe two and a half. Two and a half. Three is a little bit much. But maybe it could be could have happened in my sleep i don't know you're showing up so much now but i i do I, i'm having these heavenly i go into heaven i've always had heavenly experiences where i walk in and out of heaven and i love going there and matter of fact last week and i know my, my team's gonna cringe when i say this but i asked my god i asked the lord i said you want me to come home now <laughs> he said no he said it's not quite time you have you have a lot to do still yet and i'm thinking okay okay i'll wait i'll wait for my time but when you go in and out of heaven, you want to stay. You don't ever want to leave. You don't want to leave. And there's so much work to be done right now. And I think that so many people are so frustrated right now and so fatigued because of where we're at in the body. And then let me just encourage you a little bit because I'm going to get into the word here in a second. When what, God gave me a prophetic word for you as well. Um, to tell you where you're at. To hopefully encourage you to keep going you know we work through a clock we work through the heart of god that's ezekiel's will's place that's what we do for the lord we help you work through the seasons of time to help you to get your life back to help you walk back in the divine and we talk to you about the keys coming back to him and you know that each number on the clock is a tribe each tribe represents a facet of god's personality so each of you are in a tribe Whatever the month you're born into, find out what tribe you are. 
And that's the part of God's personality that you actually reflect on the earth. Think about all these things. We have all these parts of God's personality walking around on the earth for people who know him, for people who want to know him. And then when we come together in corporate worship, that comes that his whole personality comes together. And that's why that fullness is there. And that power is there because where people worship together in unity, God is there, right? So that's why he wants us to know him in his fullness. He wants us to know who we are in him. So we know how to worship him, David. He wants us to worship like David because that's the season we're now entering in. So I went into heaven the other day. And, it, and I've gone into the gardens a few times. Hi, Patty Ward. I've gone into the gardens a few times. And, and lately, I've been meeting him in this place called the Portico. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And I so wish I hadn't deleted those pictures. Um, I would show you. I may, maybe not. Maybe I won't mess with that right now. Uh, yeah, I think I deleted it. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, let me show you what I, what I see. No, 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 no. Let me show you. Absolutely beautiful. This is the place he's taken me into. I'm going to drop this in to let you see what I see. This is where I walked at. It looks pretty close to this. You can see that. I'll leave that up there for you to look at for a second while I talk to you. And Willie will just have to wait. My little sheep, Willie. But um, that's where he walks me into. That's, that's what I experience. And so would you want to leave that place? I'm <laughs> just like, I love this. I absolutely love this. And when I walked in... I heard him say, he goes, because it took him a second to show up. And, and, and each time I've gone in, it takes him a second to show up. And, and it's always there's by a bench and you can see the, the sun setting or rising, depending on, you know, what time of day it is there. And so, and that's usually the sun shining on your face, S-O-N, because I make my face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. But um, you, this time I went in. And he was already there. And can y'all pray again? So trying to stop the anointing, please. Break that off, please. Um, but yeah, the Lord says, we're in a season right now where all things in our nation are slowly aligning. Where the Lord says, I'm reestablishing everything again. My ways, my heart, my people. To where they will rise up in love to the challenge of whatever they face through me. Meaning, says the Lord, I'm placing my presence back onto my people again to where they don't feel like they're fighting alone. Hey, Sue, because many are feeling alienated at present and facing challenges they feel are too big for them. Do you feel like what you're facing right now is too big for you? It's not for him. It's not for him. If you'll draw close to him and find out what he has to say. Instead of what you're thinking. Because see, we can have five-fold giftings. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We can have five-fold giftings. And that's fine. But what if you're polluted with witchcraft? What if? You know, and I'm, gonna, I'm fixing to explain how that came in in a second. It's going to blow your mind if you're a leader. It's going to blow your mind. And it's going to get some of you to hop to, to get your congregations in deliverance. You need to get your congregations in deliverance. And I'm not talking a little dabble, do you? You need to go listen to John Kilpatrick's The Way That They Did That. That was outstanding. God bless him. God bless him. Because he truly loves the sheep. And that takes a lot. Because you don't know what kind of warfare leaders go through before and after we take you through deliverance. This ministry is solely built on deliverance only. We've been doing it for 10 years. Every day. 
Every day, ask our people. They're so sick of it, they could throw up. But they comply because they realize where it takes them. And a lot of them are getting their lives back. And it feels good. It feels so good to be near him. It just feels good. So, what's happening, God said, is I'm reestablishing everything again. Because many are feeling alienated at present and facing challenges that they feel are too big for them. But I'm coming in power and praise, all caps, to lift the days of witchcraft that has kept many of my children stifled. You don't ever have to fear, says the Lord. Think about it. You only get afraid when you feel like you're by yourself. So a lot of things the Lord said are fixing to change. And this is what I want to prepare you guys for emotionally because it's fixing to shift drastically. And it's fixing to hit the people at the lower levels below this level that we're currently operating in. Actually, we've shifted up as of last night. But when we hit 2023, the spiritual laws drastically changed. I've said that many, many times. And instead of God having patience and grace for the body of Christ, he shifted him way up. And it was like overnight, like a dichotomy. Like Jesus dying on the cross when he died, it shifted out of religion into resurrection grace. Overnight, just like that when he died on a cross and was was risen from the dead. Um, And that's what we entered into as of 2023. The, The vast difference between the spiritual laws between last year and here. And so now God's saying, it's either my way or hit the highway. You're going to comply, and you're going to enter in, or you're going to get left behind. And that's the only choices you have. So he's he's drawing in the bride of Christ, the true bride. Which, And, and if you're listening to the right people, you're not just listening to those wanting to stay in the old by and by. Because if you're hungry for God, you want to be where he is. You're not willing to settle for less. Okay, not second best. And, and that's what religion, that's what it does to you. It's, that's where it keeps you. And so for a lot of you, this is what's cool. And this is what just depicts the goodness of God through and through. Because what I saw when Rabbi Landry was talking about uh, the four people groups, he said there were four people groups. I told you about that. It's now whittled down to two people groups. Where the first one said, we don't want what you got. We're fine. Just keep your info. We're fine. Okay, great. Bye. See you later. Have a nice life. A second group was, uh, we're kind of scared. We don't know if we should go there. Uh, We'll just stay over here with these guys. They look like they're okay. That was with the ones who didn't want the information. Okay, bye-bye. Go away. So the third people group was, um, well, we're all good. They were full of haughtiness and arrogance and pride. They're full of grave clothes. We're going to go with you into the new. And God said, nope. See you later. Stay over there. Stay on that side. And so the people that he allowed to come in as the true bride was this group of people that just, they said, you know, God, I don't know where we're going, but wherever you go, I want to be. I just want to be there. I want to be that song. I want to be where you, no, I mean that sincerely. He want to be where you are, but you, you, you can't, you can't do life without him. You can't, you just can't. And, and there's no superficiality about it in your walk with him. You know you have to have him. And so you realize, okay, you've always been good to me. You've always been good to me, God. So I'm going to go wherever you go. I'm going to trust you, and we're going to go and do this thing together, no matter what happens. 
And that's a part of a, a covenant that you made with him when you said your vows. And you said, for better or for worse. That's part of the bridegroom and the bride. For better or for worse, God. I'm with you all the way through. We're going to finish this thing. I don't care where it takes me. I'm going wherever you go. I'll leave my people. I will come out from amongst them. And so that's where God is. That's that people group God is having now enter in. And so a lot of things are fixing to change. And so in this conversation with the Lord, I got kind of panicked. <laughs> and I said, is this good for us, God? Is this ob- I'm human. I'm as human as you are. I'm as human as you are. I said, is this good for the obedient, God? And he said, yes. It's going to be challenging, but yes, because all things will begin to be forced into change, which means that others will become highly stressed out who have been disobedient. People at the lower levels now are going to fix and start feeling it really, really bad this next year. You're going to start feeling it. 2024, you're going to feel a lot of the heat because you're not ready. You haven't readied yourself for what's drawing near. What's drawing near is the darkness we warned you about for three years. That's why God said, get clean. He saw this. I'm not, I'm not chastising you. I'm just frustrated for many of you because you don't listen. You don't listen. You think you know more than God. And then you get angry at me and you come on here and you pray your witchcraft prayers. God bless you. You're all right. We're praying for you. Well, you're not really all right, but you're like that little sheep popping up above my head. Whee! Everything's just alive. Happy to be I'm just happy to be here. That's how a lot of people look at their their walks right now. And it's like, you need to wake up, man. You need to wake up. Get yourself some new wine. So anyhow, a lot of things are fixing to change because many people haven't readied themselves for the new place spiritually. And so the Lord says, ready or not, here I come. Why is that? Why is that? When when I was spending my time with him in heaven, um, he explained to me, and I knew this was God, by the way. This could only be God, because he always gives me these big, big words, and then I have to look them up. He reminds me of my dad. My dad, when my real dad was alive, my earthly dad, he he would give us these words to look up, and like there was one time, (laughs) my brother and I were fighting. I'm getting off track, but I'm going to get back on track. My brother and I were fighting, and my dad looked at me, (laughs) and he said, Missy, quit antagonizing your brother. And so I ran away real quick, and I looked up the word antagonist, and I found the word protagonist. <laughs> if you know what the word protagonist means, means you're like an, a leader in a play or whatever. I don't know. So I came back, and I said, Daddy? He said, yes. I said, I'm not, a, I'm not trying to dispute your word. I said, but I'm not an antagonist. He said, well, what are you? I thought you were pretty antagonizing to me. I am a protagonist, Dad. I looked it up. You told me to look up stuff. I looked it up. And he looked at me, he had the most baffled look on his face. He was just like, Missy, go, go, <laughs> go, go. Because I, was, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I thought I knew what I was doing back then. I thought I really knew what I was doing. Obviously, I did not. I looked up the word since, and I thought, wow. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't get grounded. Okay, so back to the conversation. Back to the conversation. I asked the Lord, is this good for us? And he said, I'm, I'm moving you through the axis of my being. Are we not moving through June through August? We're moving up. We're moving up. That's He's shifting his axis. But you have to be invited to shift. You have to be invited in this shift. You can't just, we've got, we're going through the eye of the needle in six days, people. Six days. Have you been readying yourself? 
And I to, to most of you people who are like, well, I'll get to it when I get to it. No, you need to be hopped to it like about six months ago. Because if not, you're behind the eight ball. That means you're fixing to go through some stuff to help you shift purposefully. And it's not going to be good. It's not going to be comfortable. So anyway, and so the Lord says all things are fixing to be made new, regardless whether your heart was ready for the new or not. And that, that occurred because of the spiritual level of spiritual laws you're now operating within. So this is the reason why he wanted you to shift the first time last year before you entered in, if you did at all. A lot of you didn't. You stayed in the old by and by. And so you did another lap around the mountain again. And the problem with that is that because the spiritual laws are skipping levels now, he's in a hurry to get us somewhere. Do you understand that? So it's the sheep who are willing to stay devoted to him and stay focused on him that are staying aware and they're staying focused on where he's moving at all times. And so he's making sure if you're focused on him and devoted to him, he's helping you around these difficulties that are trying to beset you. And so the Lord said, ready or not, here I come. Get ready to shift up, way up, says the Lord. Because after tonight, this is Wednesday night, many of you will be shifted and readied for the new. That's moving out of contraction point fully out of two into three as we move through the eye early okay do you understand why we celebrate the feast check this out you know why god has you celebrate the feast it was supposed to have been a celebration after an inspection the ninth of off and so it's amazing to me how many people go into the high holy days and they think oh i'm ready i'm going to celebrate the feast i'm going to celebrate the feast but they haven't done anything to get free They've done nothing, no inspections, not letting God set them free in contraction point two, not letting God get their grave clothes off so they can be presentable to a king. And guess what? They're celebrating fruitlessly because they're like the five virgins who got left out of the banqueting table, the banqueting feast. They didn't keep their lamps lit. There's no new wine. They're operating in sour wine. And God's like, no, 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 no. The bridegroom came in ahead of you. And he's he's inspecting you, and he's seeing who's fit, who's tried, who's true, who obeyed him in past seasons. Are you still the old you? So that's the axis. Everything's been shifted. It's an imaginary line. That's the word axis means an imaginary line about which a body rotates. You shift. And the Lord says, I planned it this way. I purposely planned it this way, says the Lord, because only I will get the glory in this story. Because the difficulty made by man is one that can be avoided if you just only listen to my commands. Otherwise, things become tumultuous for you. But it's all coming out as I said it would. Just allow me to build what's coming. You go ahead and make your plans, those of you who have been obedient. Because my plan will stand if you're listening to the king's command. If not, Lord says, your house will falter. It'll fall to the ground. Because the Lord says, if you're not listening and seeing what I say and saying what I see, Lord says, that's man's plans, not the king's. But for many of you, in this season where we've shifted up, 
Lord says, because the warfare is so much, it's like four times, the witchcraft is four times what it normally would be. And the Lord says that when you feel like all is lost, that's usually when he's about to show up. And it's the place of redemption to prove the cost of laying your life down, laying your heart down for God's. You pick up his heart at this point because by doing so, you get everything inside it, Abraham. Just like Lord said, I did for Abraham. You lay it all down because that's where you get the whole enchilada. And so you see, God says, you see, I want everyone to come back to me, back to my heart where they were from the start. So I built situations around them to force just that with some walking through real life temptations or difficulty that would propel them forward into truth or into my ways again to where they would begin to see within of what was really ailing them. And quit blaming their lives on, Lord, this is just my plight in life. Or quit blaming me, says the Lord, for the choices that you've made. Because that's why you see what you see. But don't blame circumstances. Because your hearts were flailing from the start. Because you'd forgotten about the one who helped you to get a new start. And so now I'm asking, I'm asking those of you, Before we continue on in this journey, will you follow through? Will you raise the white flag? A surrendering back again to what was always mine. Because I bought you with a price and you are mine. You're a part of my precious family that I'll always love again and again and again. And when he said again and again and again, I started weeping because I thought, God, you really love these people, God. But they don't love you. Like, man. And I just can't get beyond. Um, I'm not trying to be. I don't care what, how it makes you feel. If it, I hope it touches your heart. My, my thing, it touched mine. It touched my heart. Because I thought, I don't ever want to see God grieve. I don't ever want to see him be sad. It's like he really weeps for these people. And he's going after them. He's going after them one more time. But they're going to go through some stuff, which brings me back to the next word that he gave to me just yesterday. And God says, I I did a lot of testing the spirit through this. so You're going to hear me say that as I discuss this with you. But I was asking him, I said, God, are you, am I really hearing you? You know, I just make sure you're hearing him correctly. And the spirit says, do you really believe that's been the message all around me? Do you really believe all for a week now? Do you really believe me? That's all. And I'll be like, God, is that really you? First John 4, 3, test the spirit. And all you'll say to me is, do you, do you believe me, Missy? Do you believe? Do you just believe? And I'm like, first John 4, 3, spirit that gave me that word. Do you believe first? <laughs> Everything. Do you believe? Just believe me, Missy. But I said, Lord, what do you have to say about what we're going through? And I said, Lord, we are so tired. I said, please, please tell me what's going on. And he said, I have you in a place where everything has been extended in grace to where the footpath you're now on seems like it's steep, that it's all uphill, or that everything is too far gone. 
where I would have you be, says the Lord. And I tested him. The Lord said, keep following me. But the Lord says, hold on one second, make sure I'm reading the right thing. He said, keep following me, because I had started having a vision at this point. I was visioning us climbing this very steep mountain, and we each had pickaxes in, in both hands, and like our lower hand would stick it at the lowest place possible, and then our right hand of authority would reach up and stick it in the highest place and pull ourselves up. But the problem with that was that we didn't have any more strength left to do that with anymore. And then the Lord said, literally, when you're weak, I'm strong. And I'm the one literally pulling you along, says the Lord. And so the vision then continued, and I saw a rope be thrown down from the top of the mountain for this people group. And it extended up on our footpath. And so we were then grabbing onto the rope instead of using the pickaxes to hold on to. So we felt like we had a little bit of support at least. And then the Lord said, that's the rope of my heart extended to you from my heart to yours, from my heartbeat to yours. And I said, Lord, I don't understand what you're explaining to me. And the Lord said, sometimes hearts need a little help. They need a little help in their journey because sometimes you get heart sick, says the Lord. The Lord says that when your hope has been deferred and you feel like you've been put off and you feel like everything has been for naught, the Lord says, this is part of your testing. Where I have made you or will that you will forget about the places of the past or of your pain before because I'm trying to get you to push past what you knew. Okay? Okay, let me explain this too. Um, do you understand the journey of faith? The journey of faith. Thank you, Holy Spirit, by the way, for that. I really appreciate your help. Um, the journey of faith, because the body has gotten so permeated with so much witchcraft, um, it's caused a lot of people to get into their flesh. And so as we're trying to make our way back to the ancient of days, back to God's ways, back to his love, getting purified so we can hear even from above, um, Part of understanding God's ways is understanding the process of faith. So I believe that's the test we're now walking through, is understanding the process again. Again, we used to know it as younger people, and we've somehow gotten into our own ways and tried to control it, either through our five-fold giftings. Hello, your five-fold giftings, they're not even used. You, you can't even, this is not, it won't work here. They won't work. And you're thinking, oh my God, what do I do? Well, that's because you're relying on you. You're relying on you. And God says, if you're getting the true king's decree and you're saying what I see and only what God sees, the Lord says, you're fine. You're going to be fine. But the Lord says, do you believe me? Because when I give you my word, I'm a God that doesn't lie. So you're having to pull out of the old by and by. The religion, that doesn't, they're, they're in a reality all of their own. But this is becoming your new reality because the Lord says, you're learning to say, and speak the seeds that I sow. That's the true king's decree. Haggai 2.23. Not Daniel 6.8. Daniel 6.8 was a fleshly king who told Daniel, you will do this thing. And Daniel said, nope, not going to do it. That's religious. Nope, no thank you. No thank you. And Jesus said, let's walk through some fire, brother. Come on, let's. I'm doing this thing with you. So he was walking through with Shadrach, Meshach, and I called the other guy. I got to go. And, and he's like, let's go. Through the fire we go. And so he's walking through and walking through. 
And that's where the Lord started teaching us about the true, the, 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 the fleshly king's decree. And then it goes into Haggai 2.23, where you're seeing what God sees, and you're saying what God says. You're seeking him to find out, what do you have to say about this thing, God? And he, then he signs it with a signet ring. And he said, this is what I see, and this is what I want you to say. Let me sign it and seal it right there, because I'm going to back what you say now, says the Lord. I'm going to back it when you find out what I have to say about a thing. But if your fivefold giftings are polluted with religion and witchcraft, guess who's seeing a demented reality? You're not hearing what he says or what he sees. You're hearing demons on the inside of thee, because you haven't gotten your bloodline cleaned up. I'll explain that here in a second, too. Stay with me. So, the Lord says... I am taking you into a place where you're going to forget all the pain that you felt before. Because when I take you through your new door, says the Lord, everything's going to be different than it once was. The one it was once. So with regard to your past versus your present, pardon me, for where I will have you stand, because now you're learning about the true king's command. Because now you're learning about my decree. My priestly final say. So at the end of the day, I will have my way, says the Lord. Acts 5.39 says the Lord. And in this place, you are learning to trust me again. And the Lord says, that's where your heart has grown dull. Your heart has grown weary. And so many of you are saying, Lord, is there an end to this story? And the Lord says, sure. You're going to wind up in my glory if you don't quit and don't give up. Absolutely, there's an end. And there's an end to all tests. The Lord says the last place before the breakthrough is the place of rest. The Lord says, well, you've learned to rest in me and you see what I see. And then you trust me because you believe what I have helped you to believe. It means you're walking out a thing with everything he shows you and that he sees. So his reality then becomes your reality on earth as it is in heaven. So there are moments of trust that you that you have to enter in, enter into. The Lord says it's a must. It's absolutely a part of faith, so that you don't get stuck in the flesh like everyone else who got stuck in their race. That's what's gotten them off track. The Lord says because they're still trying to figure it all out. And the Lord says either you believe me or you're full of doubt. That's what it all is. So then he said to us all and to you, to a lot of you out there, he said, I want to encourage you if you're listening to this right now. And this is resonating with you. He said, you've done extremely well. And I'm very proud of thee because you've stayed the course of time and you're fixing to enter into your divine, says the Lord. Even when you feel like you can't see behind the line in front of you because of the weariness that you feel inside. But the Lord says, I'm with you. I'm with you, and I'm now walking you blindly. This is called blind faith. Blind faith, where only I decide who comes into the feast, and that's where you will see the banqueting table that I've set before thee for all your enemies to watch and see what trusting faith can do for thee, because it's the oil that keeps your lamp lit. It's the invitation that, that's opened that door for you to have the more that allowed you to see what I have in store because you trusted me. So saith the Spirit of the Lord. Do you understand we're in a process of learning how to have faith again, how to walk out a thing again, how to trust God again? 
And this is all it's about. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to get into dickering with people, but I don't necessarily agree with what people think that they see because I feel like some people still need some deliverance. And so I'm not going to get into that. I'm not here to dog anybody. But I see a glorious future in front of a lot of us. A lot of us. And that means everything's going to be made new. Everything. And that everything, this is just a trial run that you're walking through right now, by the way. The enemy was trying to see what he could get away with. But I believe the next time, this is what I saw the other day. The next time, because this time, it's the Lord showed me the scripture about the enemy in the end times. I believe we're in the end times, but I don't believe we're at the very end. But I believe what the enemy did is that the enemy is doing a trial run to test the laws and try to take time to get ahead of time and to bring in the enemy before his time. But see, we haven't had the latter glory yet. We're just now entering in. And the former glory lasted 70 or 80 years. That's probably pushing it. 70, probably 70. We're just now coming out of that and stepping into the new. And so the double portion from the latter glory, that's what, 160? Maybe. Cat Kerr saw 300. <clears throat> Pardon me. She saw 300. And so, you know, only God knows. And so I think the thing, and I asked the Lord about this. I said, well, Lord, when we're seeing the whole Russia, China thing, he said, yeah, good for them. He said, good for them. He said, it's all a trial run, Missy. I'm trying to show my people what could be. If you don't get your butt back into me, come back into love. And I know my words are tough, but that's what he's saying. Come back to me or you will have what a lot of you are saying. I'm not willing to settle for your demonic reality. I will have what he says. So that tells me we've got two streams going right now in the nation. Two streams. We've got the unbelievers, those that think they're seeing, and then we've got the people that are truly seeing. And this is a very, very small... Here, Willie, move. Move, Willie. We've, we've got a small... These true. This is the fake group. This is the true group, but they're a small group. And we need more to come over to this live stream. He's just sitting there, isn't he? He's just sitting there. Okay, keep your eye on that sheep. Keep your eye on that sheep. Anyway, brings me to Second Chronicles 4, 1 through 6, 11. Where, and this is going to trip you out. This is how I sense by the Spirit what I'm hearing is correct. It's because God's plans for the temple are only given by Him. Who's the temple of God? That's you and I. So, But they're not given by man. So man always thinks he knows which way things are going to go. But what he fails to see is what God sees because he's relying so much on self that he's failed to believe. So man only goes on what he thinks he sees, even spiritually. But what if what you're seeing is failing you? That's why God tells us, don't believe in what you see with your eyes, even your spiritual eyes, because your eyes will fail you. You go on what I say only. Only on what he says. Only on what he says. And Solomon knew this. Solomon was a wise king. But he also knew that God had reasons for why he asked Solomon to do things a certain way, like building the temple. And although everyone's given gifts in the body, and everybody's permitted to share those gifts, sometimes God will go outside of what we think as Christians should be happening in order to get things built right. Remember when I told you a few months back how a lot of true believers had left the church? Remember? 
that the church was the true church is outside of the walls of the church. Because the walls of the church have become so polluted with witchcraft and, and with Jezebel that people gave up. They were just like, I don't want to deal with this. I'd rather do this. And COVID didn't help it anymore. It got people homebound. But it helped them to see what they were missing out on, which wasn't too much. So people weren't coming back to church. And they realized they were just going through the motions. They're just going through the motions. And so now God's like, I'm going outside of the walls of the church. And I'm bringing my children back home to me. Back to back to God, because God is looking at hearts right now. And he's looking for the good, the pure in heart, for people that he can use, not the haughty or the arrogant or the pride-filled or those who think that their name is more important than God's. He's looking for hearts on fire for him, pure in their intent so that God can use them. And Solomon knew this, and hence he hired craft, Solomon hired craftsmen outside of his own temple workers, outside of his own staff. Because he followed the Lord's voice intently. Like he was supposed to. To help build the temple. Because it was what God had instructed him to do. And he used the best materials. He laid a strong foundation. Because he knew what God was really after. Was a people who served him devoting. With a devoted heart. Not those who had their own plans. Or left God out. Because these people, beyond a shadow of a doubt, had hearts purely seeking God's ways. And they honored the Lord in others. They knew boundaries. They practiced love. And so they knew the ancient of days. Which was used to show them through the darkness or lead them through the darkness and how to stay close to God. As these were the true pillars of the house of the Lord. Is that you? Are you a pillar or do you continually lean on others? Are you a prophet hopper? Whoremonger? That's what they called it the other night. And I thought, woo, that's a strong word, but very accurate in this day and time. Everybody with itchy ears. I got to go run over this prophet. I got to hear this prophet. I got to listen to this prophet. Why don't you settle yourself down, find yourself one or two voices that are true, and stick with it? That way you won't be led astray in this day and time. Because other than that, you're looked at as a whoremonger. Did you know that? You're chasing after people that you've made a little G, a little God. That's what that means. That's what that means. You're chasing after foreign entities, making them your God instead of the true king. Seek the true king's decree. Then you'll know what he says. So God's about ready, said the Lord. I'm about ready to fill my true house with my glory. While the church, the rest of the church, has gotten lost in another master story. Because they only followed their own ways instead of asking the Father, Hey, what do you think about this? You're the master builder. You're the ancient of days. So, I'm following you and not man. And my life, this is the key, is at your command. We're your servant, Lord. We're here to serve you. We're here to serve at the pleasure of the King. I tell our team that all the time. We're here to serve at the pleasure of the king. Only him. We're not here to serve ourselves. We're not here to make money off anybody. Matter of fact, I I ticked my website designer off because I went back and I changed all of our teachings to free. Why did you do that? 
Because I'm not here, I don't care! If God's my provider, let him do it! I'm here to help people get free! I, the church is a mess! It is a mess! Gosh! So, we're not following man. And the Lord says, when the work is finished, there's a song of praise which was brought God's glory into the temple. Do you know how to praise God into your surroundings? That's the key word of the hour too. Because praise brings in the presence. That's why we come in through corporate anointing and corporate worship, his fullness of his presence, his personality. And it draws him near. Are you willing to wait for him to draw near? Sometimes I've had to learn about that. Because... You can't do the same thing every day, every all day, because it doesn't work the same way twice. I mean, you sometimes there have been days I've waited all day for the Lord. All day. And it's just so worth it. And he makes the time. He's like, just wait on me. And then when he shows up, man, is it so worth it. You get the biggest download. Oh my gosh. And I come back with new revelation, new teaching. It is absolutely glorious. But man has yet to learn that some things are old wineskins that God has done in the past are temporary because God never meant for man to make institutions of them. So this is why he's doing things a new way. And a lot of people are having a hard time wrapping their head around it, leaders especially, because they don't understand what changed and what they did wrong and what they missed. And a lot of it is deliverance. A lot of it is deliverance, staying stuck and more loyal to an institution than you were to following him. I am not God. I'm not trying to play your God. I'm just telling you what I think he's saying. This is why sometimes God, <clears throat> this is the best news of the day, by the way, because man makes his plan. And in this hour, a lot of people have made their plan. They're like, no, my plan will stand, God. I am doing this and I'm doing that. So you made your own plan. And you're demanding. Love never demands its own way. True love never demands its own way. True love gives way to what the king has to say. Always. And you follow him. But where man is missing it is because they've demanded their own way. And so sometimes God will ignore man's plans and proceed to build his glory in a brand new way. He'll proceed on. How many of you are seeing God just bulldoze his way through? <laughs> I'm just watching. And I'm just like, wow, God, let him do it. Let him do it. And the Lord said, let, let me do it. Let me do it. And don't quench my Holy Spirit because we're not to worship organizations. You're to worship me, says the Lord. Worship him. Which brings us to Romans 7, 1 through 13. <clears throat> we're talking about, you're not under the law. None of us are under the law. I think the church has forgotten that. Leaders have forgotten that. They've forgotten what it means to be free. Because even though believers, even though you become a new believer, you're not no longer under the law. It was put there as a a method or a guideline to follow but you're under grace Colossus 2.14 but just because you're under grace that doesn't give you the reason to become outlaws so you have a new master you've been bought with the price but now for some of you witchcraft is taking over your life now we're getting into the guts of the conversation this is what I was telling you about when we first began the conversation today about to wrap this up. I'm probably going to go a few minutes over. <clears throat> but do you understand for you 
pastors out there why you have to take your body through major deliverance. And you're going to have to be committed to it for a period of time. Because I'm telling you, our whole ministry have been going through deliverance now for 10 years, almost every time we meet. And that's just the theme of what God has us do as a deliverance ministry. So it's an awful lot. It's a lot. But I have zero regrets about it because it has shown me so much. And the Lord showed me he was in a hurry to get us somewhere, not just us as a ministry, but the body. It was indicative of the body. He's in a hurry to get us up into the glory, up under his wing, because a lot of you got caught up in a different story because of witchcraft portals being opened over your cities. It happened in 2000, about 25 years ago, where they started purposefully releasing in demons around our Christian culture, purposefully to pollute us because they knew that demons are powerful things. Your spirit, God's a spirit, the devil's a spirit. Whatever spirit you submit to is the spirit that flows through you. So if you're being affected by these demons who've studied your bloodline, by the way, and so they know how to pull you away from the ancient of days, they pulled you away from love. They pulled you away from your first love, from what you thought you knew. And now here, many of you find yourselves. You're not able to go through. So what's happened is now God's like, the reason why I changed the spiritual laws and created such a line of demarcation was because I had to force men up. I had to force, God is purposefully forcing us to choose right now which master we're going to serve. And this is where we're finding out who's who. Okay? There are two streams operating. Remember, the, not four, two. Two streams operating. One's the true move, and the other one's the fake. Okay? How will you know my people, said the Lord, by my love, my warm, unconditional love. So that's how it came in. And that's why the Lord started dealing with how the church lost power. And it's also how Jezebel was allowed in. And why the Lord has purposefully been pointing out that demon. Hey, James, it's great to see you, man. Um, it's also why when God told us not to tolerate the spirit of Jezebel, he said, this is why you don't. Because it will pollute your whole house. If it's at your head, if it's your executive assistant, if it is your, if it's in you as a leader, some of you have it on you. And you won't even recognize it, yet you, it comes out around you by your need to have your hands on everything without trusting the Lord and other people. I don't care if you have five-fold giftings or not. That makes some of you more controlling. Because then you abuse your five-fold giftings without trusting the Lord. And you try to control people through Jezebel on you by praying, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, on their fears. You're not their God. So... God's trying to clean up the church. He's trying to clean up our fivefold giftings. He's trying to make us pure, spotless brides. He's coming back for a pure, spotless bride, a warring bride, not someone who's a whoremonger, a cleaned up bride. She knows how to keep a clean house. And she knows how to keep her house clean from Jezebel. And so this is why churches need to be taking their congregations through major deliverance now. And a few pastors are finally getting it. And so get your sheep free because it's holding back the glory. 
It's holding back the new wine and your ability to enter in. And that's because God's looking for a people group now that only want him. Not what God can give or do for you. He's looking for himself, actually. Did you know that? He's looking to see if he sees himself inside you. Or do you reflect the other master, Satan, and his people group? Because it's all contingent about whose commands you follow. Do you follow what you feel inside or what's right in your own eyes? That's what the enemy tells a lot of his people to do. It's all a big pack of lies. Or do you listen and obey the Lord and the true king's decree? Because it's that small, still voice inside you that'll help you see what he sees. Your new love, if you are devoted to him, you're obedient and you're married to the king and you deeply love him. You've come into a level of intimacy with him where you've seen his goodness through and through. And I don't know about you, but I bet I've made up my mind. I can't live without him. I just can't. I'm not settling for anything else. I don't care what other kind of new you think you've got to show me. I don't care. I'm sticking with him. Amen. And so your life's not going to be bent towards religion or bent towards sin. You know that the law can't change and control you, but it does reveal the heart from within. Are you a rigid, superficial sheep, or are you connected to warm love from above? Because this is what the builders of God's temple were looking for. They're builders of love. And so love builders have a standard. They're staying tried and true. And these love builders know that the law can bring out the worst in you. So they follow grace and they help to build this new place, the truly noble walk within. Because these people are now standard bearers of kingdom. They've trusted the master builder, knowing that true love always wins. Standard bearers know that the Holy Spirit in us helps to helps us to do and be what God wants us to do. But do you listen to him? Or do you just listen to you? Which is usually the flesh and Satan, only giving you second best. Which brings us to Psalm 17, 1 through 15. As we begin to wrap up this Friday, I want to thank you guys for listening today. Hope you enjoyed the ref. We're right on time. And and this is what David knew. You know, God is spirit. And I think that the testings of God sometimes can get so hard. And as we climb higher in him, you know, he didn't, if you know anything about the apostles, the apostles, it cost them everything to stay tried and true. Are you willing to stay true blue to him? No matter what it costs you. I'm not trying to rhyme. It's just coming out that way. I don't know why he does that lately, but it's what's happening more and more. But yeah. Who are you most loyal to? Are you stuck in your flesh? Stuck in you? But David knew this, and he knew God as spirit. And when you feel all is barren, or that God isn't listening, it might be because you're in a test. Or because you're stuck in second best. It's one or the other. You're stuck in the flesh, second best, or you're in a test. 
trying to get some things off of you. Remember, this is the month of Reuben, July. We're finishing out July, July 21st. If you know anything about Reuben, he was a very emotional person. He was highly emotional. So what that tells me is we move, that's C3. We're moving into C3 now, chamber three of God's heart. And we're in that axis of climbing up. I want you to pass this. For those of you who haven't, go check out John Kilpatrick's Summer Glory. They've taken their whole body through the most extensive deliverance I've ever seen someone taking a body through corporately. Go check it out. It's on his website, Church of His Presence, from Wednesday night. You need to do this. You pastors, get your sheep in deliverance. I don't care how long it takes you. Devote the time. You'll never regret it. Please. To get caught up. Please. And by the way, a lot of people have asked us, why don't you share what you know? I am. I'm on here. I'm on here. But you know why we're not opening up everything to everyone? It's because y'all would kill us. A lot of you have already tried. You come in and you're like trying to sink the lifeguard, trying to help you. You grab hold and try to drown him with you. It's like, nope, not doing that. So God told us we're on a strict mandate, a very strict mandate from the very, very beginning. He hasn't changed his mind about a thing. So he's building this house. God builds this house. But we're training you on here. We're training you on here. How to to move through the clock, how to move through uh, what God has called you to do as a body. How to get free from you. I understand the times, the times and the times. But if you know anything about July, it's an emotional month. And it's also plagued with the residue of witchcraft. Okay. As they come out of the fire season, they, they love the fire season. Lord Jesus, they love it because it has a lot of full moons in it. And they use the different phases of the moon to gather dark light because it helps them in their transformation process, renewal process warfare process against you and they they understand the corporate anointing they understand it they're not stupid but they're using it for evil so that's why your summers through april 30th through what did i say you see september but august 31st april 30th through august 31st are so hard that's why you see people acting like hell during these months and it's hard and that's why strange fire is so hard to maneuver through it's so high witchcraft is so high and it's because people aren't getting free so the church has got to choose to get free because they want you to be like them they're trying to control your destiny and a lot of you've given way to it you're just like yeah okay i don't care i don't want to do this anymore god okay bye-bye he's saying okay bye-bye he's not going to bend your will but you have to choose life strange fires death or you can choose Holy Ghost Fire, which is life. You have to choose to practice love. You have to choose to do what he does and says from above. You have to choose. You don't get to act like hell. And some of you, then you go into the courts and you abuse the court systems of heaven. And now you're still getting backlash. When if you just leave it alone, repent, say, Lord, I screwed this up. Forgive me. I drop all my cases against anybody and let him lead you. And quit doing what you do because you keep creating a mess when you're in your flesh. And then you instigate because people have the right to defend themselves. We do. And we sure will. But this is a new place we find ourselves in right now. You're at a crossroads, man. A lot of you are at a big crossroads. And I'll even go so far as to say this. A lot of you leaders, 
have been in this a long time. And you may be thinking to yourself, you little whippersnapper, what do you know? Well, David was younger than Saul. But he had a strong gift of wisdom. I'm not saying I'm a tell-all be-all. But God has shown me a few things. I go in and out of heaven through him. And he sent me there 35 years ago to learn about this. This time. He taught me this 35 years ago about this time. Which I thought was crazy back then. I thought he, he gave me the tools I needed. And then he sent me back and he said, Missy, I'm going to be using you with a few others to help bring my people back to love, back to the back to my ways, back into the glory. And I thought, what? Because back then everybody was still serving. I mean, it's still trying to follow God. And then now when this is unfolded, imagine how baffled I feel. And I was minding my own business. I wasn't bothering anybody. Everybody in my family was just like, we got a prayer in, we got a prayer in. She's in Sin City. Maybe. Maybe I was. Okay. Thank you for those of you who did. Hey there. So anyway, long story short, here we are. We find ourselves in this little predicament that we all find ourselves in. And then we have some of you working for the wrong camp. And then you can't understand why God's not hearing your prayers. And it's like, well, because you're, you're serving the wrong people. Knock yourself out. Thank God he's causing some of you to lose power. Ah! Where are the other ones of us out? So David knew this, and this is what happens when you get caught up in your emotions like Reuben, like Reuben, when you won't get free from you, because you're probably in a test. And these are triggers that you haven't gotten delivered from yet, but you still need to. But it's also a place of rest for those of you who are in the test, a place of pacing yourself as God helps to bring you through because you're facing Four times the amount of witchcraft this year than you've ever had in past years. Four times what our nation is going through. So God is already starting to help you by telling you, hey, I'm here. I haven't left you, David. I'm drawing near. If you'll get free from you, I'm trying to tabernacle over you. I'm trying to really help you. So David cried out to the Lord. And he was mad. He was mad, boy. He wanted his enemies judged righteously because he knew he had nothing to hide. He'd done nothing wrong. His heart was right and his walk was righteous, which means when your prayers don't get answered, you have some hard work to do. Which, as we wrap up today, we're going to move into Proverbs nineteen twenty-two through 23. Hope you're having a good Friday. I hope you have an even better one after we leave today. Dr. Missy Hood, I'm glad you joined me for the conversation. We'll look forward to seeing you next Tuesday as we finish it up. But this is what it says. What is desired in a man is kindness. And a poor man is better than a liar. Boy, I can attest to that. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. Do you understand what the glory can do for for you? I've walked in the former glory when it was at its height at 16. And I knew it was God. I didn't understand it fully like I know now where God's taken us back to. But he's allowed me to experience all these things seemingly to know what he was taking us into. But when you walk in the glory, fullness of God's presence of your vessel, things just ping off of you. Ping, 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 ping. They don't touch you. They don't touch your life. 
They don't touch your health. They don't touch anything about you, not your blessings, nothing. People can pray all their witchcraft prayers all they want. Ping, 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 ping. That's where God wants to take you because he loves you. And, and even though this has been hard in getting some of you to listen, I'm rooting for you, believe it or not. Even some of you who've chosen not to listen, I'm rooting for you. Please, God, let him listen. Because I know a lot of you, when I was talking about those four people groups, the people that God's really going after right now is in that third people group. Those people who got caught up in that third people group unaware because of the witchcraft. <clears throat> and and then they started realizing what was happening and the separation between them and God. And they're like, wait a minute, how did I get here? How did I get here? I didn't mean to get here, God. I was really following you. And God said, I know I'm coming back for you. That is the people group God's coming back for. Because they're tried and true. And they just got caught unawares. Is that you? So I'm going to leave you with that today. You go think about that. Go pray about that. We'll meet back here on Tuesday. And we will continue on. And we will continue on. in what the king has to say. And then we'll be on our way. How about them apples? But for you, you go have yourself a great Friday. I love you. (laughs) Bye.